Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs is set and we've got a lot to talk about. Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Vaughn Dalzell with NBC Sports has NFL, NBA, and college basketball plays for us. And then at 11 o'clock Eastern time, Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports tells us how to bet on the big games on the college hardwood this week. But first, the Buccaneers officially put the Eagles out of their misery, absolutely shellacking them 32 to nine. They not only cover the spread, they win outright. This game goes under the 43 and a half. Uh, Suffice to say, there are some tackling problems in Philadelphia, which we may get to. The Eagles finished the season (laughs) one and six with the lone victory being over the Giants and the worst version of Tommy DeVito. And what what, what more can you say? Baker Mayfield, three touchdowns. Kate Otten also had a really nice day. A tough way to go out for the Philadelphia Eagles, Joe. If you've been paying attention at all, this is not a surprise. Not even when they were 10 and 1. It didn't look real at all. And then it all and that's what happens with a larger sample size. And it was all on display over the second half of the season, even when they were starting to win the games. Um boy, it's crazy that we're gonna have this. Everybody's gonna be talking about it. Do they fire Sirianni? When it was brought up on the show a few weeks ago that, that some were talking about in the Philadelphia area, kind of chuckled at it. As I've seen this play out more and more, and then what happened last night? Yeah, I would endorse that. I don't think it's the right thing to run it back because of a Super Bowl appearance last year. Of the three years, this would be two wild card exits in your Super Bowl window with your franchise quarterback. Like there is a ton going on. The Patricia move was maybe fireable in itself. Just that decision. He's clearly lost the locker room. And I'm not even in the organization or anywhere close to it. But we can see from here that he's lost the locker room. What is going on with A.J. Brown? Like he's apparently cut all public ties to the organization. Once you lose your star players, then what? How that offense look like without A.J. Brown? Like Jalen Hurts, you know, playing Todd Bowles, they're going to be blitzing all night. Were they prepared in any way for that last night? It was embarrassing. And just how this organization handles things with coaches, you know, you know, Doug Peterson, you win a Super Bowl. All right, you get two years, you know, Chip Kelly was three years in total. I can see it. And 
I think it's justified as they end the season failing to cover their last seven games. Yeah, and even before the season started, Joe, I mean, you were talking about losing the coordinators, Steichen, Gannon. What is that going to look like? And I think Sirianni got exposed. They did start off hot, but then all of a sudden, maybe that's when he started losing the locker room. You know, this this collapse in the second half of the season, uh, it just slowly started happening. And I did keep wondering, can they turn it around? And even Ed, like you were saying, Jalen Hurts, like I think the blame goes on the players and the coaching staff, but I don't think it's an overreaction to get rid of the coaching staff because something's broken there and you can't run it back. It's clearly not working. I mean, even the tackling, it's almost like there, even if there was a game plan, the players weren't interested in uh, implementing that on the field because they had just, there's such a dis. Connect. So I do think everyone is to blame, but it starts with the coaching staff and it trickles down. Like maybe Jalen Hurts could, he had this regression, right? A fresh start somewhere else, maybe, but I'm starting to lose faith in him as a quarterback in the NFL altogether now. I, I think you should, Aaron. I think you should. Jalen Hurts is somebody who, yes, he can be a great runner. And when he's targeting A.J. Brown, that could be super, super effective. But in terms of being a complete quarterback, I don't know if we've ever really seen that with any kind of consistency that you need to see to be successful in the National Football League. We've seen some things that he can do really well. But I don't think this is a Buccaneers defense that is just so unbeatable. Like they just come up with every single game plan known to man. And then you're basically just enough to survive to get like 12, 15 points. And hopefully that's enough to win the football. That's not this. That's not this at all. Like Joe, you were saying that all the blitzing that the Buccaneers were doing, this is very beatable stuff. And Jalen Hurts yeah. just didn't have an answer for it. Uh, we saw blitzing, you know, more than half of his dropbacks, 12 of 20, 92 yards, a touchdown, passer rating of 88. That's not that good. Hurts also faced six plus pass rushers a lot this season. And he didn't have any answers for that either. And the biggest thing to me in all of this, in terms of how to evaluate everything going forward and why I feel like there probably should be some kind of a change with this coaching staff in general en masse, is that all the strengths became weaknesses. I think it's safe to say one of the bigger strengths we thought of pertaining to the Eagles starting the season was this offensive line, in large part because of the tush push, right? All these great offensive linemen getting their flowers, et cetera, et cetera. Well, guess what? In this game, the Eagles allowed 10 unblocked quarterback pressures. That's tied for the most in a game this season. 10 unblocked pressures. That cannot happen. The fact that they were succumbing to the blitz time and time again, that cannot happen either. And then on top of all of this, we find out this morning that Jason Kelsey is retiring, or at least he's telling his teammates that he's retiring for Adam Schefter. Yeah. This has become a disaster, and it's not going to be a quick fix, and Nick Sirianni shouldn't be the voice to try and figure this out. They're losing all the leadership in that locker room. Like, you just put – it was easy to figure out. Like, just look at Kelsey after that game or in the second half of that game. Like, okay, this is his last game. Like, it was evident. Uh, Brandon Graham, another big leader in that locker room. He's going to be gone probably. Like, it is actually the perfect time. And if I'm an Eagles fan, as crazy as this sounds, and this just happens sometimes because you're forced into it. You're, you're on top of the world. We made the Super Bowl. Let's pay the quarterback. Like, you're locked into this. Is Sirianni the guy that's going to unlock Hurts? No. 
he's not even the play caller. Like, wh- what is he? So leader of men? Clearly not. They're not playing for him. So I, they're, they're kind of stuck there right now. And Eagles fans are thinking, we kept the wrong coach. They had to keep the head coach. But they'd rather have Gannon or Steichen right now. I mean, I certainly would. Uh, so it's – I actually, if I'm making odds on it, I would make the favorite that he is fired. I think most organizations would bring him back because of that Super Bowl appearance a year ago. But I have a feeling Howie Roseman doesn't need to see more. He doesn't need to waste another season while you have Hertz and Brown and some of the, you know, Jalen Carter just coming in, some of the talented players that they do have. Yeah, and I think it's pretty evident now that it was the coordinators and not Sirianni. And I remember even on the show, prior to that flower speech, we were talking about a Sirianni any good, you know, (laughs) and then they got it together and went on that run to the Super Bowl. But still, I mean, I guess the signs were there, but I still thought, I didn't know it was as bad as we're hearing now you know, the disconnect and that he's lost the locker room. I still thought maybe there was a chance and uh, they just, like I said, deja vu every Friday. Maybe this is the get right <laughs> spot. Yep. No. Wrong, wrong. It's never happening. Hit the why, reset. Why, why were they feel favored by a field goal on the road? Like last mm-hmm. night, we'll give them their credit. We'll talk about them throughout the week when previewing the matchup. It was not about Tampa Bay. Everything was about the Eagles. Right. And again, still, after as bad as they've been playing, they end the season losing six of seven. Why were they failed, favored by a field goal on the road? There was no reason to back them. Like, I think that was our takeaway preview in the game. Like, well, one thing I know I'm not doing is laying three with this team. Like, nobody was doing that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, exactly. Like, if we were to do the blind resume test, Tampa Bay would have looked way better than Philadelphia, (laughs) given recency bias. And yet, here we are, 
focusing on the on the Eagles and all the problems that they had, and maybe they can right the ship and all that stuff. Instead, it's Tampa Bay advancing, and they will be taking on Detroit on the road, and so we'll see what they're made of. And again, we'll talk about uh, our first look at divisional games now that the setup is all there uh, coming up in a little bit. But let's get to the other wild card game happening yesterday. The Buffalo Bills uh, – Really made, I guess, relative quick work of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 31-17. to 17. This game goes way over the 37.5 uh, in conditions that, yeah, may not have been pleasant, but they looked way better than they were going to be Sunday morning. And as it turns out, Josh Allen was able to make the most of it with 74 rushing yards. Uh, what a hot commodity he's turned out to be, to say the least. Uh, but yes, the Buffalo Bills, they are advancing. And while I'd say that this wasn't like the best of performances uh, by everybody, and especially with this defense having additional injuries, at the same time, they did what they needed to do to advance and cover Joe. Uh, yeah, happy uh, we, we ended up talking about the over yesterday because of the change in the day. Felt like there was just not enough of an adjustment on that total up and the, the over hits. It was pretty clear in the first half that that was going to be the case. Um, yeah, it, I I felt the same. Like, awesome performance from Josh Allen. Four total touchdowns. No turnovers. Like, you see what that does. They end up covering the point spread. That was going back and forth whether or not that was going to happen. Um, I walk away and say I'm worried about the Bills. Like, that's my takeaway from yesterday. Not because the Steelers hung around or that you were supposed to smash T.J. Watt, you know, without T.J. Watt and all that stuff. It's about what the Bills are going to have moving forward. And that's my big takeaway. Like, great. That was awesome, Josh Allen. No interceptions. Nobody's going to laugh at you for the first time because, you know, Twitter goes nuts when every time he throws an interception. And I think the Bills did the smart thing by resting Rasul Douglas because they felt confident enough that we're going to have this win. What's next is more important. And I know you're ready to go, but we need you 100%. Like, Douglas was in the locker room saying, like, I was good to go, man. Like, he wanted to play. But I'm okay with that. The, the injuries on defense just keep happening, and they can't stop it. Like mid-game, you're wondering, oh, my God, do they have a punter? I'm just like, is this just – is this how the Bills season ends? Because every week it's like cluster injury, cluster injury, cluster injury, and it happened again. We've got multiple linebackers going down. We've got more cornerbacks going down. And I know it's not the same team. But here's Patrick Mahomes, and you're laying two and a half. We'll get into that preview, but that's my takeaway from this game, guys. That yes, it was a comfortable win for Buffalo. Awesome. But I don't feel good about my futures moving forward because this is a mash unit. I agree. I, I you know, it wasn't a dominant performance, I guess, because the Steelers did hang around a bit. But what I like about the Bills compared to what I saw from the Eagles is, like, at least the Bills have that grit. Like, they don't have that give up in them. You know, <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen can turn the ball over and they've got injuries and things can happen. But this is a team that continues to fight. And they'll be hosting the Chiefs, so I like that, too. But, yeah, I am concerned. And now that you run into the Chiefs, like, I can never count that out. I'm already excited to preview that one. Um, but overall, I'm not overly confident with the Bills. Even though they were that hot team, I think they're still flawed, and that does worry me a little bit moving forward. I'm with you, Joe. 
I do wonder, and and again, we'll talk about uh, the divisional rounds a little later and give an overall playoff picture in our next segment, but I do wonder if Mm -hmm. this is going to be one of those years where we're overall not too impressed by whomever the Super Bowl champion is. And at the end of the day, we just Mm -hmm. say, you know what? They were the grittiest team or they survived the Mm -hmm. most challenges or something to that effect where it's politeness, but it's not something where we're calling them (laughs) one of the greatest teams of all time. That may very well happen with these Buffalo Bills. They may find a way to knock off the Chiefs next week and we go, well, they still have some defensive issues. Yeah, this was a down year for Pat Mahomes in this offense. And we continue to make excuses, but still the Bills find a way to win. Like even in this game yesterday against the Steelers, Pittsburgh had to play a lot of single high coverages in large part because they have to respect James Cook and Josh Allen as a rusher. The one time they go to a light box, that's when Josh Allen burns them for that humongous run and that touchdown. So there is a path for this Bills to still be oh so effective offensively. The defense is Mm -hmm. always going to be a question mark. But look, if Josh Allen is playing at this ridiculous, ludicrous level that he can, then he may very well be unstoppable. And we just have to accept that maybe it's just not perfect. Yeah, when you look at the the eight teams that are left, they've all dealt with a lot of injuries. That's what happens over the course of an NFL season. But of these eight, almost all Mm -hmm. of them quarterback health throughout the majority of the season. Hmm. Exactly. This is Mike UL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we update the NFL playoff picture coming up on the BetQL Network.